it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Every sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. No amount of fuckery can tear you away from your guy. Your guy. Nothing I could prove, cause you're stuck like glue to your guy. You're sticking to your guy like Boris sticks to cheating imperial ideologies. You be repeating, you've told us from the start, you can't be torn apart from your guy. Everything you do is to ignore what's true for your guy, your guy. There's not much you can buy for what you got paid for the lie for your guy. You gave your guy your word of honour and you got the MBE. What? So you're gonna change what you believe in and start the deceiving for your guy. <laughs> My favourite one. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. Seriously, that was brilliant. And I say that because obviously we're referencing, well, kind of referencing Sister Act because, you know, they didn't make the song. Yeah. And if you're asking me who sung that song, Sister Mary fucking Dolores. <laughs> Sister Mary Dolores. Sister, Sister Mary Act. Clarence. Sister Mary Clarence. And Dolores Van Cartier. How can I I have so- not now, never have I ever been, um, a, a, what did you say? I've always been a headliner. I have not now, nor have I ever been a show starter or whatever. I was just like, of course. She was just amazing. I can't believe I messed that up. It's Sister Mary Clarence. Yes. Dolores Van Cartier was yes. her cabaret name. Yes. Jesus. I Dolores Van Cartier. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you watch Sister Act, or if you love Sister Act, you get the reference. You know oh, it. I love that, that film so much. Both of them, Sister Act 1, Sister Act 2. And they're so great in their own ways. But yeah. I mean, something like, about Sister Act One gets—it's just—I I don't know. It was just—it was perfect, it was right? Perfect, yeah. Perfect. Even even the the threat that she felt from that ex-husband, they yes. really built that up really really well. He got you a mink coat, girl. <laughs> I really wanted Something a mink coat. Yes. <laughs> and, that, that, and it's such a like a nice purple. And then she saw the the um his wife's name still on, on it, it. Oh. and she was like no I'm not taking this I was thinking Psh, I will, I will, I will get, taking that I'll mix, get scissors or pin and I'll obli- raise a blade and I'll take I'll cut take the name off, out man. it's not that deep I loved it I her the, wig everything she was gorgeous my there. favourite scene though was when she's um, locked up in the, her room it's actually a jail cell <laughs> and then she sneaks out to the casino yeah and then the other, you know, the, I don't know, I don't remember her name. The the skinny one, the skinny cute one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Follows her out. I just love that scene so Aww, much. Just the actual stats. I will follow him. <laughs> 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 and then she was singing that one. 
Yeah, Sister. I think Sister Act One is my favorite. Talking yeah, to, talking to you now, I'm like, yeah, Sister Act One is my. It, favorite. it would. Yeah, I think if I had to choose, I would probably say Sister Act One, just because it was the first of its kind yes. for me, and to see a black woman, dark skin yes. black woman, in the lead role, and it was such a great film. Like, yes. it's so great. Sister Act Two absolutely banged, but in a different way. Yes, and that gave us tunes as well. Joyful, joyful, Lord, we, we adore thee. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was. I think that was my first introduction to Lauren Hill. Yes, I think for a lot of us it was. Well, yes. unless you're in America. And you saw her perform at the Apollo. Um, yeah, I, I, oh, was she in the Fuji's by then? She would have been in the Fuji's before then. Before then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But she no, it was, it was, it was one, I just love Sister Act. But big up Aretha Franklin, big up Diana Ross, and all the other people who have put their own spin on um, My Guy because it's such a tune. It's yes. absolute tune. Yes. And big up Dolores Van Cartier because, yes. you know. Not Sister Mary Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming back. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another week of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Thank Your Mum. And it's me, Kalechi. This week has been a lot. RIP DMX, RIP Nikki Graham. Nikki Graham. Two icons in their own way, two absolute icons. That hit me. That hit me a little bit. The, the Nikki Graham one because you know I loved Big Brother. Yeah. And that particular season. Yeah. We're talking. That season was with. Um, remind me. Well, Ashley was in that season. Our black white girl. Ashley. Ashling. Yeah. 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 Was she that season? I don't know. I mixed them all up. Um, Charlie was Charlie in that season. Was it that season that Charlie was in? No, I don't think it. Was and this is with Luke and Bex. Remember Luke and Bex? And I don't remember. Thought... I don't remember any of them. I only remember Makosi. I remember um um Brian Olawola Bailo. I remember the guy. Was he from Birmingham or Nottingham? The one that wanted to wash his mints and they didn't understand why he wanted to wash the mints before making spaghetti spaghetti bolognese. Oh, we have a different. I don't know who. So about. him and then, Anthony, the one that Craig was the no. black guy. No, Anthony was white and no, Craig, no, no. Craig was obsessed with him, but Anthony was in love with Makosi, you know? No, and so obviously I remember Makosi. Oh. Um, and then that really mean, evil guy that was trying to flip the game, is it Nick? Yes, evil Nick. Holden, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, I remember, yes. I remember him. Yes, Nick, but with, with Nick. And obviously you remember, what's her, Jade Goody, obviously, yes, pick up you yourself, yeah, you R.I.P. You can't, you can't forget Jade. Yeah. Um, Nikki's season, though. Nikki's season was fucking iconic. Nikki's season was with Pete the Tourette. Yes, 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 so you remember? Yes, 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 yes. So it was with Pete Tourette, and it had... Um, talking about Tourette, though, sorry, really, really quickly, yeah? Sorry, not, as I'm not trying to offend anyone, but I, I was on TikTok, and there was this person with Tourette's that was doing, you know, saying nigger, and, you know, saying racist things as part of their tics, and it got me thinking, I was like, so wait, do you deserve a beatdown? No. Like, technically, they don't deserve... Okay, they don't, right? Right, Not, they don't. Okay. Because it's a tick. But I do wonder, like, that of all the ticks, but then they say it's neuro, you know, it's, it's something that happens neurologically. But there are so many things to say. You guys ever want to say, th- well, maybe some people with Tourette say things about hurting animals, but it's always like black people that you want to talk about. That you wanted to be ticking, but so, sorry, for, that was <laughs> anyway. just off the topic. But yeah, Pete had Tourette's and um, there was a, a, a couple in there, Luke and Bex. You remember Luke? Everyone thought Luke was gay and Bex was kind of, you know, larger than life. No. And they were they were an odd pairing. They were an odd couple. You don't remember Luke and Bex? Nothing oh, at all. Moving on. Anyways. But Nikki, big up yourself. Who is she? Where did you find her? And she was always cold. Now I understand. But, you know, because of... And she, she did not want the air conditioning on. That was pissing her off. 
But you know, um, yeah, it's really sad. It's really sad. She's only thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah, she's thirty nine. Oh, that's older than I thought, actually. But um, yeah, I remember her being obviously. I remember her being young. She was. She must have been like twenty one, twenty two at the time. Yeah, but sending you lots of love, Nikki. You absolutely were a game changer, and yeah, and also you know, BM. Um, I was going to say BMX, DMX. Big up yourself, Darkman X. You really did that. You really, really did that. Always shared your vulnerabilities with the world. You know, you you added, you just... And and listening to his story is so sad as well because of how he, you know, got into drugs in that way. His mum was very abusive. And then somebody laced his weed with crack. Yeah. And that's somebody much older than he was, I think. And that, yeah, that just, it's just... Oh, this world is really tough. It's really tough. It really is sad. And his story is such a a unique and inspirational story because it's like you think to yourself that you hear about a 14 year old taking crack and you're like yeah your life is over yeah your life is done and dmx proved everybody wrong he persevered like he, he persevered he, he had a it was a hard battle with it yeah um and sometimes even at some point he was quite transparent with his struggle you know, a lot with, of the times yeah, yeah and, and that's it. what i really i think that that was his strength you know that vulnerability that this is what i'm going through and every time you could see that he still held on to hope and yeah, it's it's one of those things. But you know, really sending 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 love out to to Nikki and to DMX and um, you know Richard Okoraweye, um, rest in peace, baby boy. Sending all the love to your mum, Evidence Joel and um, Evan Smith. Oh yes, he he the sickle cell. Yes, yeah, both of them had sickle cell. Both of them, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry that the hospitals failed you and, you know, rest in peace too. It's been a very, very, very tough, tough, tough week. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to put that in there. Um, but let's move move on to some, I guess, brighter news, but we'll come back to these things um, in a bit. The gym will be open by the time this episode comes out. <sighs> When you guys are listening to this, I'm probably going to be grunting and <laughs> screaming in the gym. No, I'm, I'm, playing, I'm going to take it easy. I'm just going to take it easy. I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of hype around, oh, yeah, the gyms are back and all yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? My first session is just going to be a really light session. Yeah. I'm just going to try not to cry because, you know, <laughs> the, like, I don't, like, I was even trying to, like, I was going to bed yesterday. I was just thinking to myself, gyms are actually gonna be one more sleep on yeah like it was so infused into my daily routine that i didn't realize how much it just affected me not going yeah but um yeah it'll be back on by the time you guys are listening to this i'll be getting my workout on i'll be back to five days a week nice um i've said to everyone anyways that like you know everyone wants to go outside as soon as it opens i'm going to be making my outside debut in august okay um, give so, everyone time give, to really yeah. breathe in each other's air yeah you know yeah like, just to make sure coronavirus <laughs> is gone gone but um, it's not going anywhere but yeah yeah and then um yeah so maybe i might you might be seeing me at dlt days like this you know the brunch oh yeah i heard that people go there is the food even nice do I people go know. for the food i just go I'm, I'm just going there to look nice do you know what i mean you yeah. guys are gonna see me in all designer all designer all designer do you get what I me mean? like i'm just gonna be looking, <laughs> gonna be looking fire but yeah amen gyms are back Life is back to life is slowly returning back to normal. Whatever that might be, yeah. Yes. So well, then let's get into the tarot. Then, so the tarot for this week, the question for spirit was: wishes. How do we go about uh, managing our wishes, our hopes, our aspirations? But specifically, the word that really came to me was um, specifically wishes. And funnily enough, that then the first card that came out is the Seven of Cups. 
And the Seven of Cups is one that speaks of illusions. It speaks of the things that we think that we want, that we think that will fulfill us. And we see rose here. We see a heart. We see a snake. We see um, fish clenched. We see money. Um, we see a wreath. We see um, like a, almost like a little tornado. And all of these things signifies you know they signify aspects of life but I think ultimately it's about looking at what you think that you're going to be getting from these wishes it's something that we touch on often when I do the tarot but really um interrogating why you want the things that you want it do you think that by having the things that you um you're wishing for it will make you a better person or it will make you um a more lovable person you're lovable right now and the secret is no matter how much money you get no matter how many nice things you get you'll still be you like you'll literally still be you so if you don't find yourself lovable now those things aren't going to change that they're literally not going to change that. And if you're trying to kind of um, aspire to kind of like the lifestyle that you see certain people having or you're trying to move into certain circles and you're admiring the people that are in these sort of circles, understand that some of them are in gilded cages. Their lives might look really fancy, but do you know how many people they've got to talk to and go through before they can even do the little things that they want to do? Like you can just... I think about myself, right? I can just get up and I can just post something that I want to post and there's nobody that can chat to me. I can do what I want. But imagine existing in a space where before you can post something, you've got to run it by 10 people because, you know, all of their um, wealth and and all of the things that they um, care about, their material stuff relies on you or you're linked to it. So you can't just do whatever the hell you like. So while you're here going, oh, oh, it looks so fun, the things that they can do and where they live and the things yeah but understand also what everything's transactional understand what they have to exchange to have that thing and god forbid you then look back at your quote-unquote simple life and then go rah i actually miss the days when i could just do things and my life was mellow and my life was chilled sometimes in the way that we go about chasing our quote-unquote dreams we we forget to be in the present and just be thankful for the present like literally yesterday I caught myself, I was, I was, I'd finished my shopping and I caught myself not being, I was walking to the car and I caught myself just not being in the present. I'd gone somewhere in the future and when I was just like, ah, oh, and then I'm going to have this. And when I have that, then, ah, oh, and I had to bring myself back and just look at my car that I was getting into and say, thank you car. Thank you car for like literally riding with me, take, getting me to places, getting me to places safely. Thank you for my life. I just felt this overwhelming, incredible gratitude for my everyday life. And I think that that's important. Like be grateful because in every stage of our life, there is beauty there. Yes. That's not saying that you can't aspire for things and whatever else you can exp you can aspire for things but understand that those things won't um, essentially change who you are they're not going to make you any better they're just a different experience of this thing called life and so if you're waiting for the day where you're going to be i don't know more beautiful or more this or more that i beg omar you have to think differently um and the card that um you know affirms that is the knight of swords we see the knight of swords the way it's come out in the, um the spread we see the knight of swords charging towards the seven of cups 
meanwhile, the eight of wands is behind in reverse. So that says like you're even missing the messages. You're even missing the lessons that are in the moment that you're in right now because you're so desperate to leave this moment to move into the next one. But you won't be able to use the next moment to its optimal kind of potential if you're not taking the lessons that you need to take from the right now, from the from the experience that you're having right now. So I just try to be as present as I possibly can. And their five of cups um, is there again, right underneath the seven of cups, five of cups in reverse saying that you can't, don't ever, ever, ever be ashamed or disappointed of the life that you have. And I sometimes feel that way. I'll tell, not ashamed or whatever, but um, in some regards, yeah, because you know, you start seeing certain people or some people start taking notice of you and they've got vastly different lifestyles to what you have, right? And then I just want to post my little video in my little flat and I'm just like, oh, but I mean, I don't have like what... And I had to catch myself like, are you fucking mad? What you... This, 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 this flat that you went and fought with the council for, you're now doing higgy haggar because somebody lives in a mansion. Oh my, if you don't correct your head immediately, correct your head immediately, like I have to check myself in that way. And I know that comes from a place of childhood wounding where I remember like as a child, literally like having to hide the way that my bedroom would look in this and that. I don't have to live in shame anymore. Like this is my life that I've managed to curate, that I fought for hard for myself. Whatever anybody else has, big up yourself. But we all know that comparison is the thief of joy. It, it steals so much from you, so much from you. And it's not worth it. And anybody who would even look at you and be like, oh, I think she's cool, but then, you know, she doesn't have what I had. Motherfuck them, motherfuck them, because they're not the kind of people that you would be worried about or should be hanging about with in the first place. So it's just important to not look down on the things that you have because everything is a literal blessing and everything that you've been given is providing for you at this stage of your life. You've got every tool that you need for this stage of your life, so use it wisely. And then we've got the Queen of Wands energy here as well. You... You have to, um, it's all kind of coming together really, but you have to think about the way that you treat the things that you currently have. When you say, oh, I want this thing, or I'm aspiring to have this thing, or I'm wishing for this thing, how are you currently treating the thing that you already have? Because if you're moving mad with the things that you already have, and you're not treating it with respect, whether that's your body, whether that's those are your friends, whether it's your, your job, whatever it might be, you're not treating it well right now, but you think that somehow from the fuckery that you're doing with the things that you have right now, you're somehow going to have the bigger things that you want. You're only going to fuck that up as well. And you're then going to think above that and you're going to want the next thing and the next thing and the next thing so it's about honoring what you have that queen of wands energy um honoring what you have and and having that passion that fire to um to look after it and the final card is the two of cups in reverse for me this is um, about reciprocity it's about understanding that life will um give you as much as you give it if you continue to live in fear or you uh, continue to operate from a place of lack then all you're going to see is lack really no matter what comes your way you always still want something else other than that thing so it's time to start meeting life like life loves the shit out of you and it's always giving you opportunities to have overwhelming joy and you're returning it with meh you have to start meeting life with the joy that it's trying to evoke from you 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 have to meet life with that same joy and you'll find that more opportunities for joy comes out because life's like all oh, right okay you're seeing it now so that's um 
that from the spiritual seasoning for the soul uh, card deck we've got your ha- look at that your happiness should not depend on things that haven't happened yet spirit you stay dragging you stay dragging your happiness cannot should not depend on things that haven't happened yet because we, the future is an illusion the past is an illusion you only have a series of now and nows so why find the happiness now and i know i'm not saying that from a place of you know woo woo shit i'm saying literally in this moment for you to be able to listen to this, that means you're breathing in and out. Unless you're an um, artificial intelligence machine. In which case, I mean, you've got some sort of consciousness. Anyway, for you to be able to listen to, and listen to this right now, you're breathing in and out. Your breath, that in itself is a prayer, you know? So, so hold on to that. And then the final card we've got is number 20, Imagine, from the Wisdom of the Oracle Tarot deck. And that says, let's get it up here. It says here, the Oracle's message, who do you want to be? What do you need to believe in in order to have the life you want? You were gifted the power to imagine. If you can dream it, you can create it. This is the time when your imagination is the key to manifesting the life you desire. Spend time daydreaming, fashioning a vision board to help you see your goals or meditating. Allow the power of your creativity to deliver images of what feeds your soul. Then allow your feelings to mingle with your inspirations and imagine these things as being real right now. Then repeat what you imagine will become your belief and soon you will see these things come to pass in the outer world as if by magic in the relationship message says in matters of the heart it's easy to daydream about another as a means of connecting to what uh, to that person while that's romantic if you want this relationship to be real you need to go for it not just dream about it now is the time to move beyond the daydream and go into reality beyond delusion and into fruition relationships are about relating so step onto the dance floor when where imagination partners with manifestation the message of this card is that a person who with attributes you have imagined will enter your life you'll be changed for the better imagine that Prosperity message says, this is a powerful time to get clear on how you create your prosperity, what it means to you to be prosperous and what attributes you need to develop in yourself to make things happen. Who do you need to be to live out your dreams? Can you imagine the um, the kind of life you desire? Like really imagine it without holding back the sheer force of your powers of creativity. If you can envision it, you can have it. Get ready for prosperity is waiting for you to claim it now. Act as if your dreams really will come true protection message says illusions and wishful thinking rooted in a sense of lack oh my god like spirit but i just said this anyway (laughs) anyway illusions and wishful thinking rooted in a sense of lack have entered your life now may be the time to see things as they truly are and not as you hoped or imagined they would be release any fear then envision anew perhaps you are anticipating that something fearful might happen and recreating that image of disaster over and over in your mind the universe responds to such projections so be aware of this catastrophe no matter what illusions and awfulizing are a misuse of imagination clear the inner slate and stay grounded stay real only then can you truly have what you desire thank you spirit for never making a liar out of me because you know i always say to you lot these cards i just pick them as we're about to start but the miss the message is always there the message is always prominent so i'm ever grateful and i pray that that resonates with so many of you because i know that i got dragged there every day from this day sunday Spirit backed you up there. <laughs> Spirit backed you up there. Wow. Wow. Ooh, you've got to let that one. You know what? You've got to let it simmer. You have to let it simmer. Because. Let it simmer. Sim, simmer. Uh, who's got the keys to my <laughs> 
But no, honestly, I, my edges are sizzling because that was a dragging. Wow. That was an absolute dragging. <laughs> Girl. But, um, you know, that was a word. That was an absolute word. Anyway, let's um, big up our show sponsor for this week who are BetterHelp and we'll be right back. So big up BetterHelp for being the sponsors of this week's episode. Um, they always ask and, you know, it's something that we should all consider is there something interfering with your happiness or is just preventing you from achieving your goals? I mean, I've started playing guitar, which I really like um, as a way of just setting myself another goal that I can achieve. But that's come through doing lots of therapeutic bits beforehand. And that's where BetterHelp comes in because they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counselling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The uh, the service is available for clients worldwide and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counsellor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp, that's Better H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional online um, offline counselling and financial aid is available. And BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit their uh, website and the podcast um, being sponsored by BetterHelp means that all of you say your mind listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. That's betterhelp.com. Uh, forward slash your mind so go and check it out go holler at them go get your life anyway let's get on to so you um, no actually share your magnificence <laughs> so this week for share your magnificence the first letter says dear Kalechi, goddess fountain of knowledge and wisdom deserver of two slaps on your chest regularly thanks so much thank you so much for just being you sharp um learned informative and a tower of strength um building as much rest time Um, rest and time out as you need whenever you need it and hell whenever you don't need it nobody deeps the many nuances of racism with the sheer skill that you do i nominate you for the share your magnificence i'm a dark-skinned 50 year old woman born and raised here in the uk and you are a beacon of light thank you heather my sister introduced me to your podcast at the start of february this year you commented on her instagram post the other week after your last catch up with kevin morosky as she listened, um, as she re-listened to your first podcast with him the same day, stars aligned. Given that you drop so many gems with every episode, I had to go back to the first available podcast in 2018 and I'm steadily working my way through. Of course, as I love to be thorough and don't like to miss things out, I'm concurrently feeding in Monday's episodes. I'm up to episode 112 now and counting. Loving everyone. Thank you so much, you absolute G. I also nominate my sister for Share Your Magnificence for securing high-level funding from a, ch- uh, from a charitable organisation for Lavinia Stennett's Black Curriculum. This was in the face of all the white top-level management failing to see the depth of the proposal, which had all the structure and receipts and picking holes in it compared to white seasonless proposals. Without my sister picking up the fuckery and pushing for the right path, I don't think the funding would have been granted. Lavinia and Black Curriculum have been doing great things for years and working hard to transform transform the poor excuse for British education system. They need to be recognised, supported without white supremacy foolishness. I was fine and dandy with you doing your podcast alone. 
You are certainly enough and an amazing being. I do also love the addition of Sadiq to your podcast. The banter, the extra key keying you've shown since he joined warms my heart. When you catch each other in a moment of joy, it has me laughing out loud walking down the street at times. Thank you for the sing-along introductions to the podcast. You are definitely stepping up. Some of my faves, episode 107, Saving All My Straws, Whitney Houston's Saving All My Love. Episode 109, These Straws Will Fly, The Boy Is Mine by Brandy. Um, and Monica. Um, episode 112, I want to feel what sponge sponge is, foreigner, I want to know what love is. You bring utter joy to my days in these times of fuckery. At the weekend, I listened to the episode where you expressed the change of heart regarding your, your feature in Black Panther 2. Eternal peace for you, Chadwick Boseman. Sadiq mentioned that maybe a spin-off role would work if that came about for your pending role in the spin-off or Black Panther 2. You cannot be a stone, not good enough for you. You have to be one of the warrior women. Only you will have a only you will have a special pea shooter type weapon that will shoot straws of course due to superior wakandified technology the straws will be invisible the recipients will not see them until they lodge in their dry dry dusty throats (laughs) (laughs) thank you for all that you do and um, all that you continue to be blessings will always be with you and your family for the gem that you truly are with warmth and support flying in your general direction thank you you. That was so lovely. That was so she said, gorgeous. She said I was fine with Kalechi doing it alone. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> fine. I was actually thinking the other day, like when you finally start getting flued out again, or while you're flying yourself out, yeah. um, maybe I'll just stop the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 they will get onto you. Lots of people have been waiting for this week's as well, actually. So, yeah, yeah they can never stop the podcast. Because I'll be like, because well, the way that they're like, oh, but if Sadiq goes, he must stay forever. I'm like, but if you lot don't know Sadiq the way that I do, Sadiq will pack one up and left. <laughs> literally. Do you know what's so funny is that, do you remember when you first started doing the podcast? Yeah. And you were saying to me, you were like, oh, I'm only going to do, was it that you wanted to only do one, a year. Certain, one year or a certain amount yeah. of episodes? It was one year, right? One year. You said you were only going to do one year. You did one year and you stopped. And I was thinking, why the fuck would you do <laughs> one year and not continue this thing that you've built? So I'm glad that you changed your mind and you were like, actually, no, 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 no. Actually, after you came back from your little yeah. break, yeah. you were like, okay, I'm only going to do it if there's, you know, if things need to be said. Yeah, and yeah. then it was like, okay, no. Something, needs to, be- <laughs> something needs to be said every week now. So... And when I think about it, it's the news that's been pushing you to do it every week. Literally. If the madness wasn't happening, I wouldn't need to be here. Yeah. Really. So, so yeah, you're right. It's been, it's been an absolute roller coaster. But, um, yeah, just the fact that I only wanted a one year project and then look at where I am. But it's been a stupid, respectfully, that would have been, uh, that would have not been a good idea. Just do one year and just leave. So many people were like, Kalechi, why? 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 And I was even counting down in the episodes as well. It's just like four more episodes left. <laughs> people were like, why are you doing this? That still, that's still part of the collection, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So there's a point where you do like a big farewell. Like, yeah, oh, and I say thank you so much, guys. Episode. I think I even cried. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just come back like, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> so awkward it's, it, it makes me think of like you know like when you meet someone on the road yeah like you run into an old friend and you're, oh, you're, you're catching up for five minutes you're thinking okay cool and then you both end up going like you find that you need to walk the same way yeah and it's that like, is so uh, painfully awkward you know what i've done sometimes i've walked the other way sometimes. i just walk the other way i just go around the block i'm yeah. really sorry and i just I'll go wait. around the block i'll sit there and i'll wait <laughs> yeah that's that, that gives me that awkward feel it's definitely an awkward yeah moment. it was it was awkward but um 
we moved past it. We just kept of moving. Course, of course. Um, and it's been great. I think it's actually grown since. Like, you, you, it's weird, but one would stop at one year anyway. Mm. But for me, it was just that little project. But actually, most podcasts, um, they see exponential growth really after the third year because that's when people are like, oh, you know, they're about. And that consistency, no, that's no, when that, right. starts, that starts pushing you. And that's the word consistency. I think, you know, for me anyway, is that before I tune into something, yeah. I need to see it a lot of times. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's different to a podcast but like when people are talking about a, a funny video i need to see that video retweeted on my timeline at least 10 times before, before I, I go and click on it yeah like, okay finally because some of you think something's is. funny and it's really not because oh, you're not funny that's not so. even start, not even start <laughs> you should tell them about the person that stole your tiktok no, or stole your, stole your tweet <laughs> <laughs> no because no because you were laughing at me so maybe um, i should feel silly about it guys someone literally stole my tweet and i'm not even look with... <laughs> she's laughing already the way the way that I am, yeah, I really don't care about Twitter like that. Like, if people think I'm funny, they they would think I'm even ten times funnier in real life because mm-hmm. that's it's just my personality. I can't help. So yeah. wherever I'm tweeting, I'm not tweeting just for the sake of it. I'm just tweeting because it was on my mind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I tweeted something the other day. If you get the reference, you would have found it hilarious. Lots of people laughing. Okay, whatever. Blah blah blah. Anyways, as you guys should know, I'm a bit of a TikTok addict. I'm scrolling through TikTok. It's the third TikTok that I see in my TikTok session. And this girl is just, she hasn't even, she's literally copied and pasted. <laughs> and obviously added a sound for TikTok. And I'm like, wow, she's just collected all these comments, these views, these likes. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, hold on. This is your most popular video on your whole page. <laughs> like You're inspiring the girls, literally. Honestly. Literally. I, but I, I mean, I don't know. I will, I will let it go. But I just feel like, you know, for those of you, who aren't naturally funny, I don't want you to feel lesser than like there's not <laughs> No, there's nothing wrong with not being naturally funny. We need people around to laugh at the funny ones. So you guys can be <laughs> you guys can just be laughing, but no, all of a sudden now everybody wants to be funny. Everyone wants to Yeah, know. everyone wants to bang jokes. But the thing is I think that everyone's got one good joke in them. Anyway. I believe that, that's true. Audrey from the Receipts podcast, she has oh, many jokes. Plenty. She's got many jokes she's in her. Plenty. That she's a fountain of jokes, that she's, one. She's officially uh, Audrey's finest. Yeah, Audrey's finest now. Oh. End of an era from Garner's finest. But it's funny because they were discussing it. And I've always thought that she meant formally Garner's finest because she when she introduces herself, she says Audrey formerly known as Garner's finest. So in my mind she was saying I was formerly known as not formally as in suit and tie, but as in formally, as in back, 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 I was I was known mm-hmm. as Garner's what finest. Is, what did she actually mean? She was saying, I don't know. But then... I think any, that's what she meant as well, formally. Uh, but she was saying that she meant formally. As previously known as. Yes, previously known as. Right. But um, yeah, so that meant she could have technically just kept her name because that's what she was known as. But I understand that when you're going to be 35. Oh, also, today's your birthday, Audrey. Oh, wow. But you probably wouldn't be listening to it. Maybe, I don't know how you're, you've planned your birthday day, but um, Monday, April 12th, is the birthday of a real one, an absolute Ooh. G, a five-star general, queen of duck jokes, queen of all of the jokes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. How can you say I have vocals? You're not the focus right now. (laughs) Happy birthday, dear Audrey. Happy. I was waiting for the for the vocals. Oh, okay. Sorry, I I thought you didn't want the vocals. No, no, you just you (laughs) stopped. Sorry, (laughs) because. You know I'm a technical singer, so if I when I sing, I get it right. I don't do the jokes that you do. I, you know, I'm I'm in it for the harmonies, but fine. In it for the harmonies. I'm gonna call this episode. That. <laughs> 
But happy birthday, Audrey. Happy birthday, Audrey. Two slaps on your chest, you absolute magnificent being. Um, So yeah, next letter says here, uh, the deafness to racism, literally, the Vilma Jackson show. Good morning, Kalechi. I've tuned into your podcast this morning for my weekly dragging and the tarot has hit me hard again. You have you have immeasurable talent and are guided by some wise spirits. I want to write to you to share some magnificence in the form of Vilma Jackson, who launched her new chat show entirely in British Sign Language last week. Um, Vilma is a TV presenter, artist and performer with a long credit list. To Deaf Media Circuit, um, is very exclusion, um, very exclusionary, and within this, Vilma has carved out a space for herself. All while bringing other deaf, black, and Asian creators with her, she's clearly a force of nature. Her presenting style is so generous, with such genuine interest in her guests. It was a pleasure to watch, and no doubt she has a, pl- a plentiful career ahead of her. I do not know Vilma personally, but I have followed her work for some time and feel that she does not get the recognition she deserves. I'm hoping that you are able to shine a light on her talent. If you are ever um, to have your podcast translated into British Sign Language, BSL, then I would highly recommend getting in touch with her. Um, I wish you all the best and I hope you are able to find peace this week away from all the fuckery. Thank you so much. Big up yourself, Vilma. Pick up yourself. That, that reminds me of a uh, Flintstone. Is that, is that Wilma. A... That's Wilma. So what, what was their name? Vilma. But you know they're spelt the same, right? Well, this is spelt with a V. Wilma is spelt with a W. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I remember Flintstones, I think, a little bit more than you. Flintstones. We're the Flintstones. We're the modern Stone Age family. Go dig ya. Hey, when the... No, these... No, people must get annoyed because we just go off topic forever. <laughs> like, it's just... It's so bad. They're so to... used to... I think, like, actually, you being on the show has actually helped me to stay on track because before I would go off on a tangent really? <laughs> and then I'd have to remember what the fuck I was talking about in the first place. I would just start talking about something else. But it's actually so mad because we go off. We, we could end up on scars, but we were originally <laughs> talking about Beyonce's dad or something. Like, it's just so oh. random. But, um, yeah, big up yourself, Vilma. Two slaps on your chest. That's incredible yes. um, to be doing that. I think that accessibility, we were talking about it last week, and making things accessible is so, so important. Mm. Um, we all deserve to have rich um, fulfilled lives um, to be able to participate in discourse in a number of ways and I think that it's wonderful that you're doing what you do so yeah that's that's let's get straight into so you mad then no time wasting um I want to start with the white guy who tried to shoot the black couple in Arizona oh my god I'll let you read through that first. Yeah, so, well, I've got to bring it up. but It, it was more of a video kind of duck in news. Yeah, because it? it was um, it was covered, covered by, is it now this or whatever? Yeah, they're always doing them seven-minute videos. Yeah. But from what, should I tell you what, from what I remember? Yeah. What I remember is that as a business owner, um, they had an appointment with this guy, um... The, the 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 husband was away. He was he was sorting else sorting something else out. So it was yeah. it was with the the wife and the guy, and then she notices that he's acting really funny. Yeah, so she calls the husband to come over. The husband comes over, and then in the video, they're having a conversation. You literally see the guy kind of almost calmly, kind of eerily calmly, yeah. go for go, go for, for his gun. Yeah, and they both stop him and restrain him. Now, that's not even. Like obviously that 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 witnessing that is mortifying. I, I can't yeah. even imagine being in their position. Yeah. But that's not even the part for it. That like that's not even the part part. Like it's the fact that 
after this, when he's arrested, all of that, they literally let him out the same day. They let him out. He was there half a day. That's one thing. But let's go back, back. It took the police 11 minutes to arrive. So then the the, the husband is restraining the guy now. The husband's restraining the guy, the wife who was pregnant. And she, I'm I'm so sorry. She then had a miscarriage um, after. I think think that's what they said. Yeah. I think they said that she then ended up having a miscarriage or something. Um, Because of the amount of shock. Yes, it would be. And then even, even, do you know what's even more sad is that she reported that when she, when when the police arrived, she had to quickly run out and say, don't kill my husband. Yes, my yes. husband is not the one. And the thing is, the husband was expecting it. He even put his hand, like if you watch the video, he goes to put his ha- um, uh, um, hands behind his back because he's expecting to be arrested with yeah, because, the fuckery, even yeah. though he was protecting himself and his wife from this guy who was just about to shoot them. And they were using his space to store their goods because they have a food truck and That's they don't have enough money. Yeah, and, and they didn't have enough money to like have their own space to store their things. So they were using his space. Only for you to start moving mad about how the space was being used. So they were like, okay, let's sit down and have a discussion about this. And then he's bringing out, um, I'm talking to them about, he bought out a t-shirt that says all, all, um, all lives matter. Yeah. So they're slowly getting the point. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then he says, um, that he's upset that they, that they're promoting black lives matter. Um, and then, yeah, just wanted to reach for the gun and and move mad. And the, the police now are refusing to class it as a racial hate crime. It, and this is what we were talking about last week and we'll talk about when we get on to Prince Philip. What exactly then do you lot call racism? Because literally anything that happens that is clearly racially motivated, you'll go, no, but no, we don't see that as racist because there were many other factors and one of the factors was race. I'm telling you, this the, the, guy, the, 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 the dominant factor was race. Race. And always will be. And I'm telling you, this guy could have could have shot them then wrote nigger on the walls. They will come and say, mm, well, he didn't write nigger with an A. Yeah. So... You know, and so he says here, um, Mesa police are looking at whether a possible hate crime occurred after a black father had to lunge to stop a pistol from being pulled on him and his wife during a business meeting. The entire incident was caught on camera at Chef's Shared Kitchen in Mesa or Misa. Tom Toot, 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 up your mum's vagina, you prick, who is the life partner of the owner, was having an exit interview with Solomon Odubayo and um, Brittany Myers. The African-American couple told ABC, whatever, whatever, that they were being forced from the prep kitchen after being given 30 days notice. They operate a food truck called Watcha Cooking. As they were meeting with Toot, who told them he was in charge of the kitchen's scheduling and operations, the conversation became tense. He told us we were contaminating their whole kitchen, I guess with their black skin, um, said Brittany. I was like, cool, I'm not going to tolerate no disrespect towards me or my wife, said Solomon. Then he just reached for his gun, said Brittany. I immediately braced myself like, oh my God, we are going to get shot. I went with my instinct, said Solomon, because he literally lunged at the guy to save both of them. He lunged at the guy. Um... Video and a police report show that the father jumped on Toot and grabbed the gun before it could be completely removed. He tried to squeeze the trigger through his shirt at my chest, said Solomon. I didn't come, the he- come there to get killed. Amen. Ooh. Amen. For roughly 11 minutes, fuck you, the police officers. For roughly 11 minutes, Solomon kept his hand on the gun while his wife talked with police. I kept pleading on the 911 call. My husband is not the suspect. He's African-American. He's fighting the guy with the gun. His hand is on the weapon. But please, whatever you do, do not shoot him, recalled Brittany. Imagine having to give them all of that information. And she even says that she feared calling the police at some point because she was just like, I don't want to call them. And then it's us that they shoot. Yeah, because that's what happened. Uh, Boy. So 
Seven Mesa police officers rolled up at the subdued um, confrontation with guns drawn. Both men were told to put their hands on their heads before Solomon was pulled away, pulled out, pulled out of the way and Toot was tasered. Toot is now charged with aggravated assault. His release conditions stipulate that he's no longer allowed back at the scene. Ooh. Right. In a statement um, to the news uh, crew, Toot's lawyer, Michelle Scura from Villanueva Scura Attorneys at Law said, Mr. Toot enjoys the presumption of innocence under the 5th and 14th Amendments of the U.S. Constitution. Um, as such, the state has the burden of proof and not Mr. Toot to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he committed the crime he's been accused of. I, this is why I want to know how some of you lot our lawyers to certain people. There is a fucking video you can't. What are you talking about? Because he enjoys the, the he wants the, to enjoy the, the the freedoms that are afforded to him through the Constitution, the Fifth and the Fourteenth Amendment. Makes my belly turn. Whew. It says here, um, he deserves the opportunity to defend himself and be to be judged by a court of law and not the court of public opinion. Candice is a businesswoman and Tom is a disabled veteran. But he wasn't disabled when he was reaching for the gun. Right. I don't understand. He, was, or, he, was that, he, wasn't, he wasn't physically disabled as far as I could see. That's all I'm saying. Um, both of them have worked and served alongside people from all walks of life and have never discriminated against anyone regardless of race, sexual orientation or religious preference. But he was going to kill two black but people. But before that, he said all lives matter and he said he hates the black lives matter. So, okay. Anyway, prior to this incident, they had never been accused of being racist and are sickened by the allegation. That's all you lot can do. You're only ever sickened by the racist allegation, not of your racism. You're never sickened by your actual racism. You're sickened by the allegation. Sickened by the allegation of racism when you were about to pull out a gun. <laughs> to shoot two black... A oh. pregnant, you were about to shoot a pregnant black woman. You were literally about to shoot a pregnant black oh, woman, but you are, you are sickened, Yeah. Okay, and um, the police said the investigators are looking into the suspect's motivations for these crimes. If there is evidence to show that this incident is hate or bias crime based on the race or ethnicities of the victims, this incident will be labelled as such and that information will be forwarded to the um, court's attorney office. But what are you looking for? Check his, check his phone. You're saying check his phone, but even then they'll still see it and they'll be like, well, I, I, who, who hasn't searched how to kill a nigger? You know, <laughs> who hasn't searched that? Huh? <laughs> you know so i don't i don't know what we'll say i mean we literally saw a white man go to different spas and shoot up asian women and then another white man came forward and um from the police force and said you know he was having a bad day so there's literally nothing at this point if he had god forbid managed to shoot this couple it would have been oh he was having a bad day so Dylan Roof that went to the church and what gets me about Dylan Roof is that he sat there for them to finish the prayer he sat with them they prayed for him this is it black people and this is how it's similar to that one because this guy he's this guy has come in with the intent he, he, you can't tell me he didn't intend to do what he did yes because he they had a previous meeting exactly. and he was coming to this meeting like I'm going to exterminate the niggers right yep. so he knew what he came so it's, it's eerily similar come in waiting being calm even his demeanor he doesn't even look like someone that's gonna I was looking at the video like how can you bring out a gun that calmly? Right, but even more shocking is that you think to yourself, what if um, the guy took three more seconds oh, to oh. lunge over? Oh, oh, so sad. Like how you can just just being black, it just bam, you're just a victim straight away. I, I'm so glad that they go fund me. They've raised loads and loads of money, so they'll be able to kind of get themselves their own prep kitchen and continue um, continue out watch a cooking and doing their own thing. Like black, this black couple is literally out there just try, striving, just doing their thing. Yeah, we say that as as though it's a relief, and I guess sometimes you know the cash is good, the money is good, but 
the trauma is just that PTSD. I'm just really sad that she had a miscarriage after that. I am mortified. Like, God punished that guy. I hope he rots in hell. But then he'll die, and then you guys will be like, but he was a husband to somebody. But you know, he was show some respect. Oh, gosh. Rest in perfect peace. Don't speak ill of the dead. Oh, it was just a faux pas. Don't don't get me started. I think it's it's, it genuinely is disgusting. So, yeah, the the cash is good. I guess I, I hope they're able to move on with their lives, but still. They're, they're, they're going to be drawn back to that day. I don't know time. how you even have a normal life after that. I wouldn't want to be in the co- closed yeah. off room with anybody. Oh. oh, God. Anyway, next, So You Mad, um, Chloe, Chloe, um, Chloe's people, Chloe's team going through the internet trying to scrub um, from the internet an unedited image of herself. How did that image get on the net in the first place? This story is so funny. She had okay. her nan posted. Right, so <laughs> uh, MJ, that's what they call the great, that's, well, that's her nan, yeah, that's what they call the great nan. But um, they're on holiday. MJ takes a picture of her. Now, actually, and it's a bit like what you were talking about um, when you were doing the tarot about having to go through so many people to get something out. Now, how they have this set up is that it's the assistants mm-hmm. that will help them upload the pictures and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Somehow, this assistant, Mr. Memo, posted this picture of Chloe Ooh. and everyone's kind of going crazy about it but did, do you, somebody's getting fired he's probably fired already he's fired <laughs> and sued and gagged and all sorts like literally we'll never even know who that assistant is Ooh. but what's so mad about this whole situation is that the picture is just a normal picture it's just a standard picture like you you just look like a standard girl and you did bare surgery to just look like a standard girl but you know that's all you're gonna look like you're you just look and the way that some of you will drag up your knickers i really hope that you're thinking about thrush when you're doing all of this you'll drag up that thong to come and sit and to create what kind of illusion i don't know but you just i looked at the picture and i was just like and and okay okay but here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing i'm gonna be a bit more real about this picture now in this picture, you actually realise that not only has she done a lot of surgery, but she also does a lot of editing because, because actually Chloe actually does look like Chloe. I don't know if you've seen the picture. Yeah, I've seen the picture, but that's she what I'm saying. Like, she, more, just... she actually looks more like the image that we have of, of her from of back Chloe in the day. Like she looks like a standard to... thing. Right. Like nothing. I just looked at it and I was just like, Andy, like, this is what you, you look like. Why are you trying to create a false image of yourself? Do you not realise that people will see you in person? Or maybe, no, I guess the majority of the world won't ever see you in person. So you can continue doing these things. But I just think it's really weird that i think it's so odd i think it's so odd when you see what she looks like and what she edits edits herself to look like and you're like oh my god you are absolutely taking the piss and to think that and they'll be selling you supplements based on what they've edited the images that they've edited they'll be selling you supplements and selling you all of these waist trainers and all of these things gummy pills yeah for you to look like them but they don't look like them and why that gets me vexed is because entire clothing brands have their whole like all the models that they go and hire and all the things that they do they're doing it around that whole kardashian quote-unquote shape right you're not it doesn't doesn't exist they don't have have it yeah the kardashians don't have it you man don't have it none of you lot have it but then when you're putting these images online for the clothes that people should buy this is how you're doing it and i just think it's really really unfair because people like me that are just shaped like the number one what am i now meant to do you don't care about that stuff no no i don't care about but the thing for me i do look at it sometimes like i'll go to go and order a dress and i'll be like okay but 
I, I'm not. What is this? Because I just, I just want to dress. But in some ways, I feel like this whole conversation is helping women realize that. Look, honestly, there is no beauty standard. Well, there is a beauty standard quote that they that well, they've set, but nobody's meeting it. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. But nobody's meeting it. Like yes, nobody's meeting that standard. That standard is unattainable. And Lauren Hill again. We're always going to come back to Lauren Hill. She says, "What are you chasing a standard for? You are the standard." Ooh. You are the standard. Like when you wake up every day, that is how you are meant to be. Like, look, and I'll be honest, I'm I am not against a cheeky filler. I'm, I'm not, not I am for I'm me against, ultimate I'm not I'm not against a cheeky filler. No, I'm not against surgery. Like no, you do what you need to no. do. But you, and I just want you to do that from a place of I fucking want to do it. I fucking yeah. want to do it and nobody can fucking chat to me. I fucking want to do it and that's that. Yeah. But if you're doing it to go and look like people who don't even look like that, you're that's wasting your time. Exactly. And that's what the tarot was saying. Exactly. Like all these illusions, like it's all an illusion. They'll Imagine they've done all of that surgery. Then they'll wear loads of fake tan looking very, very fucking weird. Then they'll wear loads of makeup. Then they'll wear a wig, right? And then on top of that, they'll not edit. edit. That's, uh, you see, that's the most fucked up part for me. Because I always felt like, do you know what? If you're going to put that much money into doing plastic surgery and makeup and all of that, you need to look fire on the pitch and off the pitch. Yes, like, yes, don't, don't, yes, don't, yes, yes. Don't only bring it to us for Instagram. But then you notice that that's how they pushed this whole trend where actually loads of women prefer to only look good on social media. They don't give a fuck. They don't care anymore. And that's them in person. But this is what really, really got me. Remember when I got my wig done and I came to you and I was just like, Sadiq, why does the, why the fuck does my, the front of my hair look like this? And you were like, but that's how it looks. Like, unless you know you're having, yeah, but before, before melting, but it was melted. Yeah, but I was, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) The way you're looking at me, like. I'm just trying to understand. No, no. So I was saying to you that it looks, it looks, it looks fine. All you needed to do was melt it. Didn't I say say that? No. What hair was this? Remember when I had the wig, the copper wig for my birthday? That was only in 2020. Yeah, October. But then I came over and the hair was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I came to you and I was just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But I can see that it's a wig. Like when I was looking at people's videos. That's not how it was looking. And you were like, yeah, but they wear makeup. But this is how girls look standardly. When they're out on yes, road, before they point. do their yes. makeup and then before they take their photos and add filters and whatever else or do a little um, face tuning, this is how every, like. a lot of the time that's what it looks like. That, that you're going to see girls that just look like this. And I was like, wait, so the fuck? Everybody's walking around with this. Right. And you were like, yeah. And I said, oh, I, what, I want no parts in that. Fucking hell. No, it is, it is, it is crazy. And, and just like you said, like even the surgeons now, the surgeons are getting pissed off because they're like, no, you lot keep bringing us pictures mm-hmm. of the Kardashians and we're telling you that as the surgeons, we're telling you the picture is edited. Like yes. you don't want to look like that. Yes. If they don't even look like that. Yeah. The picture is edited. Like people don't realise. But, you know, on another side of it, I was watching the Kardashians probably like probably when they were on their second season. So when Chloe looked like Chloe, like yeah. Chloe, when, you know, when she looked like her, she was when she was born. And I'm not going to lie, even with the reports and the gossip and all the rumors, she got a lot, a lot, a lot of stick for, for being the odd one out, not only being bigger than them, yeah. but also kind of facially looking a little bit different to them. But the thing is, this is what she tries to address in her statement. I can't find it, but she addresses it in her statement and she's just like, oh, you know, um, we are affected by the beauty standards that society sets and da-da-da-da-da-da and people would always make fun of me and they would always even say that they didn't think that I had the same dad as everybody else because I looked so different. And the thing is, she was bringing up really, really valid points and I wouldn't, you know, th- those are, that's her experience. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't try to negate that. However, fuck you because 
what do you mean? Oh, the beauty standards of society and rare, rare, rare. When your sister is one of the biggest propagators of this false beauty standard. And that is how you lot have built your entire empire by selling a false beauty standard. So don't come and now tell me because you got caught out because they found one unedited photo of you. You're now talking about, oh, well, we're all trapped in a beauty standard. Fight it then. You've got enough money now. <laughs> Fight it then. Don't post any more filters. The fact is you, when your child was born, when your daughter was born, you put a filter on her face as well and you started editing her face like you're absolutely fucked and you need to go and sit down and address that but that's what you need to address that deep insecurity and this is what i was saying earlier in the tarot about people living in gilded cages we look at them and think oh they've got the life i don't know what they've done to tristan because i saw a video of him he looked like he had been around a lot of glitter that's what i want to say they've really they really sucked the soul out of these men anyway oh god (laughs) anyway um i looked at that and i just thought to myself like yeah you we look at you and you think oh they're living the life they're doing all of this but the the insecurity that must be eating you up having people commenting 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 on how you look all of the time and wanting to present um this kind of force field of perfection but perfection doesn't exist so people are going to keep picking at it right the thing that should have been done was to leave that image now that you've let people know that you don't want that image out there guess what they're gonna do oh lord they're gonna harass you with the image yes this is the thing though this is where i'm like okay cool how much sympathy is chloe afforded in this situation but and also remember how you spoke about jordan's and jordan i was gonna say jordan's Jordan's bar Jordan Woods, how you you called her something fat phobic. You did that. You did that. So let's let's just remember that. Don't now start talking about oh the beauty standards that are set against women in society. When you, when your man was doing what he was doing, focused on this girl and called her every name under the sun. Yeah. I think we should have, the whole world should have pulled Chloe up from when she was doing the whole revenge body. Revenge body. Because even the whole idea of a revenge body, I feel like it was all, everything she has done has kind of been to kind of relieve her, relieve her of her insecurities. So you look at Kim Kardashian's brand, like they're just, they're just brands, you know, she's got the skin, she's got the makeup, she's got all of this. When it comes to Chloe Kardashian, I feel like she's addressed all her insecurities with her brands. You got American jeans because she never had a bum. (laughs) Then you got the, um, (laughs) and you stole clothes from other people to put as part of the brand that's all you lot do yeah so my thing is just that like i do i feel for her a little bit because people don't actually realize that what she has is a sickness yes it's a sickness that it will take a lot she will have to come off social media completely to actually even get better but how but even coming off social media when you've got the siblings that you've got and they are still you know very much immersed in that yeah they're still immersed in that life and that is how you earn your living it's hard to kind of um, extricate yourself from it. Although I would want that for her. What I got from that statement that she put out was a lot of hurt. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. I felt it. There was a lot of hurt there just go, but it just strikes me as really, really dangerous that you've gone, you've gotten your team to go to troll the internet to scrub and I, I know and I know she's not the first person to do it because I know that Beyonce's had pictures taken off the internet that she found yeah, unflattering those, that, those were different those what? were the Super Bowl pictures yeah but they, she still found them unflattering there was nothing they actually un- wrong with them they were unflattering but there was a problem with how you know they, they did her makeup in a certain way and that's how she ended up looking the way she did. I, I know what you mean with the comparisons, but I just I wouldn't be quick to compare. No, but you have Beyonce. to compare the Maybe two, though. Maybe if you wanted to say, you know, when Beyonce fell down the stairs and she got her lawyers to take that down, that I think is similar, but I don't think the Super Bowl pictures are I've, Well, I, you know, I'm not going to argue with uh, with, uh, with the hive, but what I will say, <laughs> because I can see that your body's tensing up right now. If you look and see, like, instantly, can you hear the tone of his voice change? He went a bit deeper, like, don't fucking, don't yeah, you ever fucking, compare. don't you ever fucking mention Beyonce. <laughs> 
I'm not going to make comparisons, no. Not a really good comparison. I I made a comparison and I said, actually, Khloe Kardashian to me is a lot like Wanda, WandaVision. Yes. Because actually, just even when you were saying that, that force field of um, perfection, perfection yes. I didn't really like that because that's what Wanda is doing. Yeah. Not only has she created that, she's also trying to do happy families with a man that's dead inside. And, <laughs> that's you know, literally dead. That's literally dead inside. That's yeah. Wanda's doing that with Vision. Khloe, you're doing that with Tristan. Oh, God. Do you get what I mean? So... That's where the comparison lies. Also, where the comparison lies as well is that anything that goes against the reality that you have created your, for yourself, yeah. you're striking it down. Yeah. That's basically Rolling what you're the doing credits. with your lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rolling the credits when things, get a bit too, <laughs> when things get a bit too much for you. So people don't realise that actually, and just like, when, just like we acknowledge that one does sick, yes. Chloe, you've got some issues. I, I hate calling people sick like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but people, the, the, some... And I think it's just the unaddressed grief. It was yeah. the same thing for Wanda. She oh, didn't know where perfect. to put her grief. And perfect. so she had to create this world and i think that that's definitely the same for chloe she doesn't know where to put this grief she doesn't want nowhere to put all of this um resentment and um i guess rivalry she must feel towards her sister exactly because let me tell you something being the and i, I wouldn't know but being the fat sister is that's mentally damaging Come yeah on, man that yeah. is it's traumatic it's quote traumatic. unquote fat because exactly. in the grand scheme of she things never, you, ever, exactly right some, she would if you bring Chloe to Peckham, she's just a tit girl. That's literally <laughs> that's literally it. She's just tit. Oh, she'd love Peckham. She would love her. Exactly with all the black boys. Oh, they would love gosh. her as well. Oh my God, there's so many. And that's why I always say that sometimes people don't realise that it really is just based on where you are. Literally. Because you would, Chloe, you would not, based on the size that they were calling her fat at, she would not, she would have not constituted as fat in, no. in, in, in no. Peckham. Sorry. No. No. Not in the no. UK even. She no. wouldn't have. And it even feels weird to even call her fat because I'm growing up, I was surrounded by women that looked like her, that, you know, big women. Not, yeah. not big as in, like, in weight, but, like, tall. Yeah, like she's, yeah, she's, she's tall. Taller. And that's another thing that she's just not taken into compar- um, um, into um, into consideration. Like, I looked at that picture of her and I was actually just like, there's nothing about this that stands out to me. You just look normal. Like, you know, quote-unquote normal, do you get what I mean? There's no normality, really. But she just looks standard, basically. Standard is the best way for me to, to describe it. She just looks standard. And then you look at the edited images and you're just like, but why do you want to push this lie? Because you don't look at that. You don't look like that. So you're literally self-flagellating every time you go on your social media because the person that you are looking at isn't even you either. So you are also envying the um, portrayal of yourself. Yes. So then, how, when where do you actually live? When do you actually live? And when do you actually start being Chloe? I don't, oh. Even even even. If, but think about it though. Think about the sad part of it, where it's like you're on a family trip, right? Mm. You're on a family trip. You're all just letting loose, being fun. Someone takes a picture of you, and now you cannot rest now yeah. until that family picture. Chloe, Chloe, people are dying. <laughs> like literally, but I think it's sad though because sometimes I think to myself, where did it start? Where did we? Where did they? Okay, so it starts with, you know, people or the public, you know, you know, calling you names, calling yeah. you fat, calling you this. Where did it kind of end up where actually she is now promoting these beauty ideals when the public called her fat first? Do you get my point? Like, where does it, where did, uh, it's a very It's like the, a case of the chicken and the egg. But the fact is, like, that she knows that she's all benefited from it. When they saw how it was popping for Kim, because that's really what it was. When they saw how it was absolutely popping for Kim, yeah, Chris was like, oh yeah, come, 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 <laughs> and, come and get yourself together. Um, and so they followed because that's, you know, they wanted that. I think Courtney didn't follow in the same way. And, and people, you see, look how, look how that's ended up for her now. People yeah. love Courtney because she's just Courtney. Courtney will say, no, I don't want to do the photo shoot because i've got kids and they'll be like okay yeah but then the thing is courtney shaped differently to chloe fine you know so there are you know it, it, it's such an interesting Courtney's conversation so happy being a white woman though 
She yeah, Courtney's very much. I have, has she had a black boyfriend? She doesn't know. Oh, she's just very. Black she's not black as well. She no, just... meanwhile, Scott's there with 19 year olds and 16 year olds. That fucking idiot. Someone that's not far off his 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 uh, his son's age, Mason. I actually don't. <laughs> Mason's Mason's twelve, thirteen. He's, wow. Yeah. Sophia Richie's nineteen. So or they could it... have been in school generally. Honestly. But I don't know what it is with guys, with men, yeah, and these LA girls. Like, I look on some of them, like, I'll follow a guy that, you know, that hangs around LA crowds or lives in LA, whatever the hell. And then I look at the girls that they're looking at, and these girls are 20, 19, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you lot are big men. What is this? Horrible. And it, it, it makes me realize, And they'll take them out on dates. I'm like, what? they'll just be so calm. It used to make me think, like, growing up, like, oh, like what young what what's considered young like young would always be around those ages yeah. and then when you get to like my age like maybe what like 24 25 you know people start looking at you like oh yeah like like they they make it as though like you're way more grown up than you actually are yeah do you get what i mean because but i just feel like what what are you going on 40 if not over 40 going on 50 whatever the fuck what do you have to discuss with a 19 year old of a 20 like 20 year old of mice and men <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what. that's the only thing that you guys can honestly I even struggle sometimes to have proper conversations with people my age imagine so I'm talk like, less of like this is someone oh. younger than me I'm like oh gosh I couldn't do it but Chloe but it I, seems like an LA culture thing or just generally it definitely, it definitely yeah. is an LA culture and also it's tied in with a clout thing as well mm. like okay you know the younger she is the more popping she is yeah you know, then then you know you've got the clout I'm just like it's just it's a very sick mindset. It's very ev- the sickness is everywhere. It is everywhere. I think someone that got off very lightly. I really wish we all just remember it and get onto him, but <laughs> Tiger. Yes. His situation was not funny. And hopefully maybe in about ten years we do a documentary and we actually really look at it and say this was absolutely sick. Disgusting. That the people around Kylie allowed that to happen. And this is why you've got a question what Chris Jenner is doing as a mother. Well, as a as a as a mother, I don't think. She, I mean, as a manager, I, she's great. Yeah, that's as a mother, who am I to comment on? Someone arrest her. But yeah, definitely. But as a manager, she has done wonderfully. But as a mum, I don't know because at seventeen years of age, what they were doing to Ty, they basically pimped her out. Yeah, yeah, pimped yeah. her out, and it's also strange because it's like she was sixteen at the time that they were. Um, this is Kylie and Ty. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. Sixteen at the time that they were maybe talking. So you're thinking to yourself, like, you guys were letting her. But they genuinely have just a different mindset. Like, and I and feel like... he has OnlyFans now. Yeah, and... has his OnlyFans, like, yeah. Bad Baby, okay. Um, and that's another one that's young. And then, But then I look at um, August Alsina and Jada. It just very much seems like age doesn't matter in LA. Strange I don't... to me. Age matters to me, or please. It really matters, because I, I, can't, age, I can't get behind that. That's really weird to me. Anyway, so that's uh, that. And then um, the last one, I guess, on So You Mad is the government saying that, you know, well, from Monday tomorrow, um, hairdressers will be able to open and everything else. But they've advised that hairdressers and um, don't um, work on individuals for extended lengths of time. So they're discouraging them from doing styles like braids. Hold on, what? Yeah. Yeah. The government put it out saying that... Um, they'd advise for um, extended treatments such as braids to not be done at this time um, um, as a part of the coronavirus measures. Because coronavirus is targeting people with braids. <laughs> as if coronavirus, yeah, it's going to be like, uh-uh, auntie, so you, how many hours are you going to do this one? Five hours. So I'll come back in three hours. And I'll <laughs> I love that. <laughs> 
whether you're in the salon for two hours or whether you're in the salon for to 30 minutes to five hours if korokoro is there korokoro is there really but this is how again we talk about the anti-blackness of some of these policies that no, are brought I, wait, forward did they actually say braids yeah let me bring it up even <laughs> i just haven't seen i can't believe it <laughs> i actually can't believe it <laughs> because i you remember when they were like oh the racism in the, in the uk is sophisticated this one's not sophisticated though yeah that, but then they said there's no institutional or structural racism so oh, we God. should just bear that in mind um <laughs> we should bear that in mind <laughs> <laughs> but i just i thought that that was really interesting that you're saying okay well you know let's let's not have braids done um don't don't do anything like that it's even the same way that non-essential shops or um the hair shops the black hair shops weren't even considered like essential you know during when the openings and things like that or like oh you mean not the hairdresser shops you mean like the hair like the hair accessories yeah 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 but you know they've been they've been open on the sly you know yeah yeah i've been going there (laughs) i've been going there Uh, because why shouldn't i i need to go and buy my hair and you can't walk inside they'll they serve you over the counter counter, yeah so it's takeaway (laughs) <laughs> yeah it says here hairdressers told not to offer long and complex treatments when they reopen on monday hairdressers and beauty salons across england will reopen on monday following a lockdown that's thrown many high street businesses into crisis but official guidance suggests services may be severely restricted um salons in england have been told to keep treatments to a minimum when they reopen on um, April 12th, as thousands of businesses prepare to welcome visitors again for the first time in three months, hairdressers have been advised to avoid long and complex treatments such as highlights and braids from Monday um, under government guidance. And you know they put the highlights in there to be fucking rude because you know highlights aren't going to yeah, be that long. Just, but they just want to make sure they were like, that we know the Negroes are going to have something to say about this. So let's just make it even across the board. All lives matter. So the white girls don't get any highlights. Yeah, yeah. Black girls don't get any braids. <laughs> so white girls don't color your hair. White girls don't and black girls don't do your hair. Right, right, that's it. Um, official advice is to keep appointments short and basic to minimise any time spent in branching between customers. Salons, many of which will be reopening at midnight on Monday to cope with demand, are facing a huge backlog of customers due to lockdown. But government guidance states hair and beauty salons should consider providing shorter, more basic treatments to keep time to a minimum. Um, but it was the mention of braids that really fucking pissed me off. Some shit advice, man. Every time policing our hair. And I, I, you might feel like there's logic behind what you fucking said, but I don't think that there's any logic. Leave our hair alone. If I want to get braids, let me get braids. And the wickedness is that people have been getting their braids anyway. So ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. Come and beat me. Talk about braids. Is there a thing with black girls and pregnancy braids? Yes. Is it it's just, that, just like a cultural thing where it's just like, okay, I'm about to give birth. You, yes, so have you, your hair away, and um, so then it's do, done, and then you, you, you know, it's sorted. You don't have to worry about it. So you actually, this is how you said to yourself, okay, cool, on the ninth month, on the, on this particular week, yeah, I'll go and get my hair done, and then yeah, yeah, and then it's out of the way, yeah. And yeah. Then after, what's the culture? To what hair do you get after? <laughs> you're, you're so, <laughs> you're so hilarious. But you can get whatever you want after. But the thing is, your um, hormones are all over the place, and your scalp will be really sensitive. So you don't really oh, want to do, it? yeah. So that's why most people get braids and things like that because you can't put relaxer in your hair during that time. Also, you don't want the chemicals to affect your pregnancy as well. So that's why you go and do something as simple like pregnancy braids, braids yeah. yeah. So then you don't have to have any like treatments. Um, and then after that, the hormones will your le- hormone levels will shift, and some people experience like um, hair thinning and shedding and stuff. So 
again, you don't want to go and do random treatments. So most people would just prefer to just leave braids and then, you know, mind their business until everything feels a bit more settled again. So pregnancies are absolute hoot. I saw one video of a woman on Twitter the other day and her Mm. stomach was black. Oh my God, I saw that as well. When I saw the video, I thought she was had like a... I thought she had a waist trainer. trainer. Yeah. And when she was just like, oh, my tummy darkened from pregnancy, I was like, you know what, sis, I understand. Girl. I understand. But it's fine. She'll Give it about 11 months, she'll be all right. She just yeah. needs some brightening scrubs. She doesn't need any brightening scrubs, but her... No, 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 no. Just, she might not. She, she no, might no, not. She, it's just her hormones will need to level out again. Because yeah, my neck wants, got really dark. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's fine now. Exactly, and I didn't use any scrubs. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. That's if she just if she just wants to wait, that's fine. But she wants to speed up the process. She can use the scrubs and some creams. Well, there you've heard it from dermatologist Sadiq. Yeah, because guys, I used to watch Discovery Home and Health. <laughs> Like I, I was obsessed with that channel. I know a lot about pregnancies. These things tend to go back to normal after about 11 months. Thank be you all right. for mansplaining so, that to us. If you have, if you ever have any um, questions about pregnancy, you know where to find me. <laughs> now you've said that to them, I see the way that they harass you in the comments with the things that they say to you. They'll come to you definitely with pregnant questions about pregnancy. Seriously, though, seriously, though, I genuinely think I could deliver a child. I've watched so many. I know You I couldn't stay in the room when Lev was being born. No, but you didn't want me to be in the room. No, I, I said you could. No, mommy said, mommy was like, oh, No, mommy don't. didn't say that. I actually, did, I no, literally remember me, between said, the gas said, and air, I, I remember you walking in and you went, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I was, look, I'm telling you, maybe it's because it's different because it's my sister, but I was fine. You, mommy was like, oh, how you didn't want me to be in the room because you didn't want me to see you like I, that. that. That's literally what you said to no, her. No, I'm telling you, we can, we can go <laughs> after this. She was like, no, she doesn't want you, she doesn't want you I to, didn't, she I doesn't didn't want you to see her like that because you were in a, you were in a way. I was gone. I was so gone. Way. I was just there with my gas and air, like whoo hoo hoo. I definitely think I could deliver a child though. So when they're headed, when they're crowning, yeah, you need to like tilt down and to wait for the shoulders to pop out, and then you can bring the baby back up for the full um for the full birth. Okay, well, you know when people tempt life and tempt fate, mind how you talk because you'll be walking down Peckham High Street and a woman will need to give birth, <laughs> and you can take all of that tilting Look, and up and down, and I'll you can be, sort it I'll out. be ready. I do think it'll be be a bit weird because I would have to check how many centimeters dilated. <laughs> no, but she would. <laughs> Do you got me? So she, she, I would, but consent. I would, I would just be like, look, I'm, I watch Grey's Anatomy. I've, I used to watch a lot of Discovery Home and Health. Give me your consent, and I will sort you. We are going to deliver this baby. I'm, wow. Look, I'll be a great doula. Trying to, well, maybe that's what you need to do now. Become a doula. Stop playing, <laughs> playing with me, y'all. Anyway, do, please. Boy, now finally, then straw of the week, aka suck your mum. Plenty to give. Uh, we've got a letter first, so let's start with the letter and then we'll get into it because that's the, I guess that's the part that you man have been waiting for, you know, the um, revolution, Strong. as it were. Um, here it goes. It says here, Kedu Kelechi and Kedu Sadiq. Yeah. Oh, she's Igbo. Yes. Oh. Um, I hope you both continue to receive all the blessings for the snorts and belly laughs you give us each week for the sudden exclamation... Um, exclamations of in it well that's exactly what i said in private but increasingly public spaces whilst um you um, cast much needed straws in this as you would say kelechi wayward world this is my first email to you though i have been listening to you for a couple of years now i can no longer tell the difference between you kelechi and my inner voice my inner voice has wanted to discuss a very sensitive and incredibly divisive topic but i have not had the confidence in the last year as i felt personally attacked by the general language of conspiracy theories around COVID. I will explain. Note that I will write this email from a first-person perspective, not because I feel I am the only person affected, but because I do not want to assume that all healthcare professionals and researchers feel the same way. I just want to say my mind. I'm a pharmacist 
In my late 30s and like many other healthcare professionals over the years, I have grown accustomed to friends, family members and extended networks approaching me for medical, mainly pharmaceutical advice. I'm happy to support where I feel I have the knowledge, but quite often signpost to a more appropriate colleague or source or sources or of information. COVID-19 changed my willingness and ability to provide such advice to my network. Not only were we in a healthcare learning, um, in not only were we in healthcare learning about the disease and the precautions required at the same time as the general population, we were stretched due to one, increasing changes in policy as we adapted to new information, two, the need to implement measures to protect ourselves and our loved ones, colleagues and patients who continue to present to our workplaces throughout this chaotic time, and three, a much heavier amount of continued professional development to keep pace with all the changes and new information bombarding us on the daily. Additionally, particularly in the first wave, staffing shortages due to illness, shielding, contact with someone with the virus, etc. added to our usual workload. So my ability to provide information to my networks, particularly during the first wave, was severely hampered by this increased and sustained pressure. I chose to leave all explanation of COVID to the experts and learn only what I needed to carry out my work and protect myself and those around me. At this time, my family, but particularly my friends, also had their own questions and try as I might, I could not gather the energy required to research their questions, a requirement because I am not an infectious disease epidemiology nor public um, health expert. For a couple of friends, asserting this fact of a lack of knowledge did did little to change their course of questioning and constant sharing of social media content that had no basis in science and would require a lot of background information to explain how the content of these posts often conflated information and came to scarily incorrect conclusions. However, after falling out with several individuals who did not care about my need for self-care and taking a break, still on this break from social media, I assumed that these theories had at least lessened the amount of people who still believed in them now that tens of millions of people across the world had received the vaccine and there has been um, there has yet to be reports of three-headed, eyed-limbed individuals with five rows of teeth. How wrong I was. Sorry, this is taking so long. I received the video from um, a very good friend, one of whom I chose not to discuss such topics um, since last year. Um, as we were not just um, as we were just not able to agree to disagree. From my perspective, backing down would be like giving her the green light to not only endanger herself but also her loved ones, um, anyone else she encountered. After she shared the video, I learned that she's unwilling to vaccinate herself against COVID and has threatened the stability of her marriage if her husband was to accept the vaccine. This has been so shocking to me. Truth be told, I assumed it was other black individuals, not my network, that were saying no to being vaccinated against COVID. More shockingly, my friend, a 40-year-old woman who has a two-year-old and a six-month-old, has refused to accept routine vaccinations for her six-month-old. I'm not sure what her reasons are for this, but her current way of explaining the world is to gather information that looks negative. Over the last year, we have had many conversations about COVID, including the effect of social isolation and masked um, adults on children. All extremely valid points, but I cannot help feeling like this is an extremely selfish way of living in the global society. I now realise this selfishness has been my problem with all of these cons- um, conspiracies. The theories I can remember now are one. COVID-19 was created in a lab, apparently created to reduce the growth of emerging economies. Two. COVID is a hoax. Hardly anyone has died. No one in my area. Three, testing centres have been created as a money laundering programme as there are no people in the testing centres. Four, the Pfizer vaccine will change your DNA. 
I want to start with a simple question to all of those theories. Why? Also, exactly who is the bad guy in all of this? As these people are giving world leaders in the West a lot of kudos in being able to do this. We are all aware of the colonial noose that the West has on Africa, but the creation of a virus to cause the downfall of emerging economies? If this is the case, should we not be celebrating that the plan did not work and Western countries have been the most affected? Even if they were created in a lab, who cares? People are dying. Even if you do not know them, I think the best analogy is a burning building. The top floors are on fire, burning or suffocating people to death the heat and some smoke in the middle floors make the environment uncomfortable but death is not imminent whilst the people in the lower floors are unaware that there is even a fire the fire engine arrives and instead of quickly evacuating the middle and ground floors whilst trying to rescue any survivors on the top floors the firemen stand around questioning the cause of the fire the fires on the 22nd floor too difficult um on the 22nd floor too difficult to see from here so does it even exist particularly as it's not affecting us on the ground did the electricians who rewired the building a few years ago ensure an electrical fault would occur in the near future requiring their return to fix and earn more money all the while people in the middle floors are now burning and suffocating it's just completely self-absorbed there are never any alternative solutions just complaints about having to do the minimum i.e wear a mask and social distance i'm not trivializing the major impact of isolation on the population however the disease is here regardless of where it has come from a vaccine not only protects you but all who you encounter and live amongst it is scientifically impossible for your dna to be changed by the vaccine however I will leave this to an expert to explain. I do not want to get myself into trouble. It is interesting how people care about the apparent effects of vaccines that do not exist, but will sit out in the sun, in the noonday sun, without sun lotion to get a tan, even though ultraviolet light causes more mutations that lead to cancer. Ibuprofen is um, popped like Smarties for any sort of pain, even though common, i.e. experience, 1% to 10% of those who take it. Side effects include gastrointestinal ulcers, sometimes with bleeding and perforation, occult blood loss, which may lead to anemia, and melena, hematosis, you've put too many words here, ulcerative somatitis, no, no, hematomesis, that's it. Oh, hematomesis. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Ulcerative somatitis, um, um, colitis, exacerbation of inflammatory bowel disease, complications of colonic diverticular, perforation, fistula. But, pe- but people just accept these very real side effects and continue to take such drugs and work on their tan. The idea that no mistakes can be made in trying to understand how to treat, manage and control a new disease is another thing that is frightening. It is quite clear that the testing centres were no longer um, as urgently needed when we continue to stay in lockdown. Changing policies often lead, um, leave resources that take time to build, equip and train redundant. Um, testing centres will be put to good use as we try to return to normal. The most hurtful is the theory that COVID is a hoax. Having had a healthy member of my family die within 24 hours of getting COVID, I really want to know what people get from saying such things. Also, it implies that healthcare professionals and the hundreds of millions of researchers across the world are in on this hoax to steal from and poison the global population including themselves and their loved ones i acknowledge that a lot has been done properly during this pandemic mainly because of a lack of knowledge um on of how to treat and control pandemics so sorry i'll read that again i acknowledge that not um, a lot has not been done properly during this pandemic mainly because of a lack of knowledge of how to treat and control pandemics the last global pandemic was the spanish flu in 1918 and the at the end of world war and um, world war one which killed up to six percent of the global population according to records we should be thankful that this has not been the case so far as that would be 
487 million people instead of the 2.8.7 million so far. Not sure how to sign off this email as I have basically just ranted. Hope it reads more calmly. Can we please stop trying to be experts of everything, understand our own limitations and stop sharing information that we cannot verify through our own knowledge, particularly as it's been shown that this is affecting our people's decision making. Lastly, watch your words. Think about its impact on others before you release them. Stay safe, Anonymous. Thanks, Anonymous. That was that was very well needed because, look, I'm so tired of all the... You know me, I hate a conspiracy theorist. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. I don't like all the conspiracy... And I, I always... There's always a conspiracy theorist. They're unemployed. <laughs> like, no one... You guys, the conspiracy theorists never have any reason, like... You they never find a, a conspiracy to go and get a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Conspire for employment. The, oh, please. <laughs> It's just so played out. I'm just like, and it's, they always feel like they're so important that like the CIA or whoever <laughs> wants to be watching them. I'm like, girl, sit down, please. Sit you, you're down. the one that they want. Honestly, I'm ready for those vaccinations. Um, the, oh, the, the only thing I'll say on that though is that J&J. That Johnson, Johnson & Johnson, Johnson one. No, sorry, you're not no, seeing me, fam. Sorry, not no. And I'm, that's not even about being a conspiracy theorist. It's that just, is looking at behavior. Yes. Looking that, at present day and past Thank no, you. not you lot. Not you. Not you. Not, not you. you. <laughs> <laughs> not you. But no, I don't even have, we don't even have to explain that further. Johnson, yeah. Johnson, just no. But Moderna, what, the queen had Moderna. I want Moderna. Oh yeah, fair enough. And Moderna, that's the one that um, Dolly Parton's involved when involved in, in it. Yeah, so I want fine, the one yeah. that Dolly Parton. AstraZeneca, has, not I'm not even too. I'm not even like too fussed about that one. They're being overly cautious. I feel with yeah. AstraZeneca, it hasn't even done that much, but they just want to make sure it doesn't. Yeah. So AstraZeneca, I'm totally fine. Pfizer. Do you know about a take that as well? <laughs> well, you're gonna have a cocktail. Why not? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> make some more. <laughs> but honestly, like you've been getting vaccines for a while, and I've you know I. I've vaccinated to my child because I'm not going to be the one that comes to fuck up the entire nursery or school. Did you know, sorry, really quickly, they Mm? did a survey. People didn't know that shots is vaccinations. They're mad. They're mad. Because of wording. Can you imagine? But they were happy to take shots, (laughs) but they didn't want a vaccine. Oh my God, the world is so dumb. You had flu shots, you had BCG, you had this, you had HPV, you had all of this, you had malaria, you had diphtheria, you had polio, you had all of them ones, but they said to you, ooh, um, corona, you said, oh no girl, I won't be doing that. You don't don't want to be doing that, but you'll be on holiday licking cream out somebody's bum crack (laughs) for a competition on stage. (laughs) But but it's, it's, it's the Pfizer vaccine that you're worried about. That's the one that's going to take you out. You're barebacking up and down, up and down Southeast London. But it's the vaccine that you are worried about. Oh, God. Okay. Don't worry about what's in the vaccine. Honestly, don't worry about what's in the vaccine. You have it. You have ingested worse. Yes, don't worry don't about Don't worry about what's in the vaccine. Oh, God. That was brilliant. Oh, boy. But I'm um, talking about vaccines. Um, um, Prince Philip died. What? I mean, <laughs> what kind of segue? What do you mean? talking about vaccines he said when i die i want to return as a virus so i can help deal with the issue of overpopulation he said that. yeah he said that (laughs) you'll be vaccinated away you bitch so even in your next life you're still not going to get away with your fuckery how about that my favorite one was when he met with was it buhari or someone or one of the nigerian governors and he said oh wow you look like you're ready for bed i love that one just a I rude guy. One. Just a raging racist and guy. They said that the queen, um, after when she was, she, she too, she was meeting the, what, one of the governors from Nigeria. Yeah. And when she reported back on the conversation, she said, oh, I thought I was talking to Gorilla. Yeah. 
but the queen isn't racist because she put a blanket over your leg <laughs> so oh come on Megan come over here come over here meanwhile she's dealing with you <laughs> dealing with you but um yeah the uh, apparently uh Prince Philip had um, the vaccine like um, two weeks or so, they said, before he died. And somebody tweeted, oh, well, Prince Philip had the vaccine two weeks um, before he died. So I'm not going to be... So you can count me out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's okay. But also, like, what were you expecting the vaccine to do? He was 99 years old. He was 99 years old. At this point, they were... You're even missing your skipping parts. He was 99 years old. He's had heart surgery two weeks ago. (laughs) Right. At this point, they're injecting it into into a fossil. That's what they're doing. <laughs> like, what did you expect? They're the injecting it. He's shitting it out because it's done. What can we do at this point? What was the what vaccine you know going to do? What's sad about all of this? What's sad is that apparently, according to the British law or whatever, I don't know if it's even true. Mm-hmm. If he made it to a hundred, we would have gotten another bank holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it always spite in people. That's why he went. Just because they said he went peacefully. So he was just like, they were going to get an extra bank holiday. Not nope. those poor person. Not those nignogs. I am out. I'm out. Get Beat me, out. me up. On the 99th day. Wait, what was it? There was someone saying something about the 99th day. Yeah, it's when he went of his 99th year. Of his 99th year. Yeah. And there was another 99 in there. 666. Anyway, bye. <laughs> Turn it upside down. <laughs> yes. But honestly, you will not bully me into feeling any sort of way. So yeah, all the suck your mum to all the conspiracy theorists. Yes, yes, and um, a big suck your mum to all of the news outlets that are really trying to rewrite history when it comes to this guy. Ugh. Like born in 1921, you said died 2021. The evil you have done in this world is enough. It's all right, enough. It is enough i just need to repeat that it is enough oh but he was a husband to the queen and she they were together for 73 years she has nobody he was 20 and she was uh, 15 do you want to talk about that i mean i was talking about the culture of dating in la but maybe they learned it from this guy 20 and 15 and that's your cousin right and and that's your cousin as well people like be sensitive she lost her husband and her cousin on the same day i said oh do you know what's crazy for me is what's crazy for me is that a 99 year old has died and they're doing they 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 they're canceling shows for the whole like, day, and that's why your ratings plummeted. Good, and plummeted. Channel Four was like, "No, nah, we're not canceling nothing." There's Gogglebox. Vlog it. There's Gogglebox, and everyone they got four point four million views on Gogglebox because it's because like, be realistic, right? Be fucking realistic. He was ninety nine. I got ninety nine problems, but a prince ain't one. Hit me. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that. I know you have. because I couldn't say it on Twitter. I said if I say this now, Twitter will come and suspend me, and the gammons will be out in full oh, force. Will, yeah. Oh, but they don't they're, they're allergic the yeah <laughs> they're allergic to this podcast so they won't find me <laughs> but um no honestly i just i'm disgusted at the rewriting of history i'm just dis- went black oh god and in the way that they were all trying to shake their voice is really what pissed me off when the news broke they had one um, woman anchor and they'd clearly just dashed this um black blazer on top of what she was wearing you could see that it was all kind of she was rushed to come and speak and she was like and breaking um it has been confirmed that prince philip has died I was like, why are you shaking your voice like that? Because you're not sad. You're not sad. You're acting as if somebody's just presented you with chicken that has seasoning on it. You're not (laughs) sad. Stop doing that. And then they started wheeling it out like, oh, you know, he was a controversial figure. Often had his foot in his mouth. Oh, he just lived the life and he reshaped the monarchy. He modernized the monarchy in ways that one could not imagine. More racist. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was in fact you know the real patriarch for the family so although the queen was the figurehead for the country i was just like here we go with misogyny although the queen was the figurehead for the country he was you know she described him as being her strength and her stay yeah her strength and her stay in countries that she should have no business being in absolutely and then then go on to say oh how he how he sacrificed his manhood yeah, to, said, be a, to be to a walk two steps to walk a few steps behind her like an indian bride are you not listening to us <laughs> they said that yeah i put in my insta stories andrew ma oh said, my god oh you know as they say he would walk behind her as they say as an like an indian bride I said, "This can you not? See, can you not <laughs> see your nyash? Can you guys see your nyash on show? Can you guys see your nyash on show in this life?" Well, let's get rid of this monarchy thing. But get uh, on rid. the subject of getting rid, I just think that some of you at your age, you really, really, really need to respect yourselves. You really need to respect yourselves. Like you are acclaimed authors, this, that, this, that. Oh, but God. I guess that MBE, that OBE, that CBE, that CBD got you. Some of you lot really, really <laughs> You're on the got you. Lot really really fucked up because how dare you i try to show respect to my elders but i need you lot to respect yourselves also Please. because what is this i admire the queen and whether you're a republican or not and most brits are royalists so good luck with la Re- and revolution first of all grammar it's la revolution okay Ooh. And it will be Rasclart televised, all right? Anyway, um, she's been incredibly dignified and dutiful for eons. You're saying this as a fucking mixed race woman? You've got a black family member, like you have, you, your black ancestry, and you're saying that she has been dignified and dutiful for eons. The face of the fucking monarchy, the face of colonialism, of pillaging and theft, you are saying has been um, dutiful and dignified for eons. I swear, when she touches you lot with that sword, she must really fuck with your head. Like, Jeez, I wanted to be touched with that sword now. <laughs> no, seriously, if it's going to make me say some uh, fuck, if I'm going to be enlightened. Or because you want to be you want to be invited to the palace a couple more times. You lot are riding out in this way. And the parties don't even bang like that. Like, what are you even talking about? Unless you're on the cocaine, I don't know what you're doing. Anyway, it says here, Philip was at her side for almost 74 years and bigoted faux pas aside... What do you mean bigoted faux pas aside? How are you able to... A bigoted faux pas aside. You're acting as if it was just one thing. As if he wasn't literally the embodiment of oppression within this monarchy, within this institution. Bigoted faux pas aside as if, oh, you know, he's just an old racist. Oh, you know, they'll soon die out. No, they won't because the monarchy still exists. And... Anyway, he was so... He was also dutiful. So, all right. So, it's an RIP from me too okay dutiful when he was shagging around on her do we want to talk about that no the gentleman's club that he was always going to like he was uh, cheating aggressively but we don't you know we won't talk about that because he was dutiful because he had to give up so much you know let's allow him his cheating because he had to give up so much to let a woman be center stage are you not listening to yourselves because he did his due deals oh because he did his due deals everything's okay i'm just disgusted that um this and this isn't the first time that I've alluded to you as the same person on this podcast because you do some very very wayward things and every time it's like oh you know you whoever you are within the publishing industry we have to show you respect we have to show you this I'm tired of showing you respect because you don't respect yourself and I soft blocked and everything because I do not want someone following me and I do not want to be following somebody that I have to keep biting my tongue um to not address the very problematic things that they're saying and I don't even believe that at this point it's a generational thing because I know that there are people around my age who are moving just as mad as you are and you know there is always the option to say fuck all there is always the option to shut the fuck up and i take this as a personal attack because um i've been one of the people who have been out on center stage 
um, at Centre Stage talking about um, the monarchy going and what's to come after. So I feel like this is shady the same way that you've misspelled my name whenever you repost my, my videos and the way, the way you never really want to mention me as a writer, which is interesting because should I ever win a literary prize, I'm definitely not sharing 50% of it with somebody else. How about that? The racism that you don't want to acknowledge, the racism that you don't want to see as part that this institution, um, this institution embodies, that's the institution that gave you 50% of a, of a prize. How about that? And then we all came riding out for you in support of you. People are coming to your defense talking about, ah, oh, well, you know, she's opened the doors for so many black women and black writers and blah, blah, blah. I don't take that away from you. I don't take your talent away from you. I don't take any of that away from you. What I have a problem with is the smug tone of this tweet. Good luck with the revolution good luck with that as if you never see it happening and that's fine maybe you don't believe that it's going to happen in your lifetime but i promise you it's going to happen in mine in it so you can, you can you can keep your cynicism you can keep your love of the queen and of country to yourself i am just disgusted and i'm but i'm not disappointed and i'm not shocked because it's to be expected creating you'll, you'll all be creating writers guilds doing this doing that when it's actually just a circle jerk of um, of people that don't want to acknowledge anybody else that they don't deem to be a writer because you're all deeply 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 submerged within the panani of respectability politics but you won't take me down with you i just need you all to know that from now and this will be a dragging it will be a read as far as i'm concerned because i've kept my mouth quiet for too long and i'm ready i'm very very glad to burn publishing bridges because you're all fake your phonies your pricks and your pricks by yourselves and that's why you need to group up and you will jump up some of you will now jump up and come and talk about oh well i think it's embarrassing what's being done but if you don't shut your troll-like mouth you fucking prick you shut up yourself you are the embarrassing one and you're only upset because you upon you trying to ride on the death of a black man your book didn't even sell your little collection of essays didn't even sell on top of that that you've come to come and now stick up for this person this woman that said something that's very very problematic and it's possible for us to to say respectfully this tweet is wild the tweet is now off the tweet has now been deleted and i'm glad and that wasn't the only wild tweet we know that one of our beloved actresses in america she tweeted oh i wonder what um dmx and um, prince philip are going to be talking about in heaven and <laughs> i just think that there is a there is a global a misunderstanding of the impact of empire which is wild to me because most countries were getting their independence around the 60s quote-unquote independence so how is it that we're pretending like since then everything is everything's changed like you know we don't remember it how have you have you how have you allowed yourself to be brainwashed in this way i feel like everybody should just go and suck their mum because everybody is mad and i will not stand for it never Never. And let me tell you, I feel like it was Prince Philip Lil Nas was twerking on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bash you. So much your mind. Oh no, but rest in peace, DMX. Rest man. in peace, DMX. Yeah, that's the only person. If somebody, as for anybody else, apart from Nikki Graham, but... um. We said Richard Okoraway, um, rest in peace, Evan yes. Smith. And again, on that Evan Smith, like absolutely motherfuck the hospital. How is this um, man or this young man with sickle cell at your hospital asking for oxygen and he had to call 999? In the he hospital. To, in the hospital, he had to call 999 because you were refusing to get... And this, we need to talk about the way that people do not this um country this um, world i don't know does not want to see sickle cell disease as a legitimate disease that deserves researching i think the last proper research that was done was like in um 15 years ago or more i think that um, or something might be done since but i just think it's disgusting the lack of money that's put into understanding sickle cell disease 
And so when um, people who are ha- um, in crisis go to hospitals, they're treated like crack addicts. But let me clarify that. I'm not just saying that flippantly. The reason I say that is because when it's um, a black person, drug addiction is criminalized, right? But when it's a white person, it's not done the same way, especially if it's a white person who's middle class to upper class. So when we're saying the black people who are in crisis from, you know, having it um, because they've got sickle cell, it's so painful it's so torturous for them they go to the hospital they go for help they're in pain the hospital's asking them to justify or explain the pain or justify that they actually have this illness or how severe this illness is talking to them about oh we don't want to give you any opiates because you know you might just be a drug addict and you've come here but if it was a white person whether you thought they were drug addicts or not you would have given them the drugs you would have given them the pain More relief what they needed okay okay so rest in peace, Evan Smith. And I'm so sorry that yet again, you've been failed by another institution, but we are, and, and the same way that Richard Okoroweye, he was failed by the police because he had sickle cell. When his mother reported him as missing, they weren't taking it, they weren't taking it seriously at all. So again, it's the way that sickle cell is not seen as a pertinent danger that somebody needs to go and make sure that these people or that they're vulnerable and let's go and make sure that they're okay. So motherfuck every institution that did not take these two boys, um, these young men seriously about their condition and the world that does not take sickle cell seriously at all. Like fuck all of you, suck your mothers. Um, but yeah, really, I just feel like that I just needed to get a lot of that off my chest because a lot of you are playing and you're playing with the wrong rascal art one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whoa mm-hmm. whoa they needed to head out well you know so um certain man need to rest in piss um and everybody else i want you to rest in peace please dmx was ter- oh so 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 sad i was saying i was gonna watch um romeo must die yeah or um cradle to the grave again mm-hmm. so i'm gonna find somewhere to watch that today that's gonna be what i'm gonna be on yeah and i've been you know bumping the music and they you know oh god oh god oh no on that note i think that we should end i think on that note we should just end this because it's going somewhere else anyway thank you for listening again um i've been kalechi with me Sadi, and this has been sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right um so you can follow me on at collection of cough you can follow me at sadiko jn and you can support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash kalechi okafor i will be adding some one-to-one tarot sessions um on my um website sometime this week probably wednesday i'd say i'll probably add some um, one-to-one sessions once i know my availability because i'm having some like day-to-day changes um in how i kind of um go about my day so once i have know what my schedule is like i'll be adding those things on there big up all of yourself that bought the spiritual seasoning um card decks i think they're pretty much there's only a very few left now you've absolutely bought out the ting it's mad but um yeah i appreciate you all so so much two slaps on your chest i hope you go into the rest of your week um with strength with protection with divine love and i guess yeah that's it yep. all right see you on the flip side it's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy yo Hard time scrolling for your long trots You might learn something you never know Could let you find And she's one of a kind, don't say you mind